Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and www.pitch-talk.com. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJA, and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Now. Those of you who can see me, you see the glorious sunshine. But one thing that hasn't necessarily been a ray of sunshine is where I'm going to go with this episode. And I'm looking at passion, pundits, and also VAR changes. So during the 2022-2023 season, we're only about three, four games in. But already we've seen more VAR controversy. And one of the major reasons why, pretty much the major reason why, we saw in the Man United-Liverpool match, where Man United beat us, they were the better team, they deserved it. But Marcus Rashford's goal caused a bit of controversy because of the recent rule change in regards to if it's a tight decision, benefit of the doubt is going to strikers. That's been changed for this season and they're trying to encourage and use it to help, well, help basically allow more goals. But to me, it's muddy in waters. And I'm not just saying that because Rashford's goal was the one that beat us 2-1. Not just saying that. There were a couple of goals in, um, what's it, Arsenal-Bournemouth that got disallowed. When you think to yourself, hold on a minute, that was exactly the same as that, but benefit of the doubt wasn't given. And that is where I'm going to stick for the moment, because benefit of the doubt is one of them things where you can't just give it to one, you have to give it to all. And as I've said before about rules and incongruities with rules, let's say, and inconsistencies... It's not VAR's fault. Because that video assistant referee, because the laws are open to interpretation, one video assistant ref is going to interpret things differently and interpret the law differently to another referee. And I've always said, this is what happens when you've got grey areas around rules and you've got rules open to interpretation. You get different decisions based on different referees and you get different decisions on the same things from different matches because of that so for me it's one of them where it's like as I said as I've said before on the straight shooting view um blaming VAR picking the wrong target that's one that's actually one of my straight shooting view episodes and those who are just purely blaming VAR are not actually looking at the rules once again because as per usual, it's the grey areas around rules that are causing the issues. Remember, I cast your mind back to 
2017 going into 2018, VAR's success rate was 98.4%. So you got to look at, all right, that, what, 1.6% is probably, you could say that's margin, that's margin of error. But I wouldn't mind seeing the numbers on VAR's success rates in the Premier League since then. Because it's very much been up, down, up, down, up, down. And for me, it's always been about human error. And when, as I said, when you've got rules that are open to interpretation and laws that are open to interpretation, you're fighting from a losing position. And it means that VAR, as a tool to assist referees, can't be as successful as it really should be. And I know to some of you who listen to the straight shooting view regularly, I'm probably beating a dead horse here, but it needs to be reiterated because there are still a lot of people who don't understand. Still, there are some people who want VAR taken out of the game and saying it's ruining the passion of the game. Well, no, because when it's used properly in certain decisions that are tight, that can't be seen in regular motion with the human eye, that's where VAR is supposed to be applied. Because what it is supposed to do, and I've said this from day one, it's supposed to show the referees what happened and give them a few views of what happened. It's not supposed to make the decision for them because referees still have final say. And that's always been the case. So VAR is not there to make decisions. It's there to inform and that's it. So... If standard of refereeing is low, because that's another part of it as well, if standard of refereeing is low, you're going to get botched decisions. If rules are open and laws are open to interpretation, you're going to get botches. And that's what keeps happening. But because everybody keeps blaming VAR, it's deflecting from those two particular issues, in my opinion. But you know what? One other thing I did want to move on to as well in terms of pundits slash co-commentators and passion. Some say VAR has taken the passion out of the game. For me, some punditry has taken passion out of the game for me. Because look at someone like Roy Keane, for example. He annoys the hell out of me just because he comes across as really bitter. And it's like, and as I've said before, it's like, dude, after the career you've had, why do you sound so bitter? Why? Because there's no need for you to sound that bell. So go and get laid or something. Which is where Michael Richards has been a breath of fresh air. Because he seems to bring a lot of personality out of Roy Keane. Which I didn't think was possible. But you can't help but love Michael Richards. Because he's very entertaining in and of himself. And also, he brings out the fun side of others you've seen Roy Keane smiling recently and it's like it's because of Micah Richards and whether it be match of the day whether it be Sky Sports Micah Richards has been such a breath of fresh air because he just looks happy to be there he looks happy with what he's doing happy within himself happy with what he's doing so I, I like that I like to see that moving on though you got Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher now some have accused them of bias whilst co-commentating. And it's like, you know what? I actually don't mind that they have a bit of bias and a bit of passion. 
I do act- I actually do not mind that at all because you need your lead commentator to call the play by play it's just it's it's it, I'll put it this way it's literally like pro wrestling you used to have Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler or Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan you'd have one doing lead commentary calling play by play calling things as it's happening and you need to pretty much not necessarily flatline but you need to be balanced when doing that because you're calling the action that's happening you're painting a picture you're describing exactly what's happening and then you've got a color commentator like I said Jerry the King Lawler or Bobby the Brain Heenan who would provide a bit of entertainment provide the jokes and the banter and maybe they were a bit bit biased towards the bad guys or the heels so Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher being biased towards one team or another whether it be Man United, Liverpool, whatever I don't mind that because at the end of the day it brings a bit of entertainment you don't want a commentator editorialising everything like Jonathan Pierce does like you don't want that so it's one of them where I actually don't mind it but a lot of people are kind of ticked off with it and don't like it and I'm just like you know what there needs to be a bit of entertainment there needs to be a bit of spectacle if you will and I said I want my lead commentator doing the play by play I don't want him starting to bloody editorialise because then it's like well I'm not here to hear that from a co-commentator yes that's what they're there for to fill in the gaps or fill in the dead air so that's fine but my lead commentator I need to be the straight man so it's one of them where I yeah I mean Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher showing a bit of passion among others during matches I like that I don't mind that Gary Neville's scoregasm um, what's it um, when Torres scored for Chelsea against Barcelona that was hilarious that was hilarious that's still a fun moment now Every, but by the way in terms of lead commentators every now and then when it's an amazing goal that's been scored yeah you want to hear the, you want to hear the passion coming from them happy with that but on a general basis during general patterns of play dude you're there to call play by play Martin Tyler you're there to call play-by-play. It's like you're not there to be biased. Clive Tilsey, Guy Mowbray, Peter Drury, you're there to paint the picture of what's happening. That's why radio commentary is so cool, because at the end of the day, if you're a lead commentator on radio, you ain't really got time to editorialise, because you are literally painting pictures for the fans because they can't see what's happening, which is why they're tuning into the radio. So... It is what it, it that is what it is for me. I'm not going to go too deep into commentary and punditry now because episode 100 of the Straight Shooting View was about commentary and is great football commentary a lost art. So check that out for more views on that. But I want to know your views. Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher showing passion on commentary. Michael Richards, how entertaining are those guys? And by the way, I do think Gary Neville talks out of both sides of his neck when he's doing punditry interviews and that kind of thing. But that's a different topic. I've addressed that before. Also, as well, do you think the VAR change, the rule change is hindering VAR and causing more problems. The change in terms of if it's a tight decision, then benefit of the doubt goes to the attacking team and the striker. 
in terms of offsides? Do you think that's causing more problems than it solves? I have been straight shooting LJ and you know what www.pitstashtalk.com is the official website youtube.com forward slash pitstalk at pitstalk on Twitter tweet with us follow us see what we are up to also facebook.com forward slash pitstalk become a friend become a friend become a member of the group join the footballing revolution we're working so hard to create we're on reddit at pitstalk on reddit at pitstalk on Instagram as well we're also on TikTok got a few little videos up there too but you know what it is one of them ones you can catch our podcasts on Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Verbal V-U-R-B-L Ghana G-A-A-N-A so many other places as well Tune in Radio Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Spotify wherever you pick up your podcast you can pick us up as well I have been straight shooting LJA and I bid you for now farewell thanks for your time peeps join the pitch talk revolution check out the official pitch talk website www.pitch-talk.com ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to pitch talk we are fans of football dropping vlogs videos and podcasts on the beautiful game check out our videos on youtube and instagram's igtv including special feature segments five minutes with the g the straight shooting view coaching with jbk we produce record and edit video content and audio on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, verbal podomatic anchor spotify and other podcast platforms Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. I can see you now.